0: Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who
1: is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everyone. Mac and Ken's here. We're back. We are so excited about today's episode. We are talking all about the independent. Yes, I've been so pumped for this episode. Mac's an independent herself. I am. But we're not interviewing you today. How do you feel about that? What the heck? Now that I think about it, (laughs) should I be offended? You weren't the chosen one. Ugh. Dang it. but who we're interviewing is really awesome. <laughs> so amazing. We are talking with Jana Og. She's one of the missions pastors at Ethos Church in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a really awesome and amazing church. She's doing amazing things there. She's also just one of the wisest people we know. Seriously, like everybody is in for such a treat. Jana has just been one of those
0: really big influences in my life. Um, I met her through church. I actually was through in a really tough season of life, and I went up for prayer, and she was the person who prayed over me. And that prayer truly just changed so much in my life. And then six months later, we ended up grabbing dinner one day and just becoming friends. And she's so much fun, number one, but she's also, like Ken said, just so full of wisdom. And you're going to love her perspective as the independent I can't wait for today's episode, but before we dive in, I think we should give everybody a glimpse of The Independent. Yay, here we go. The Independent is the girl who is just too busy to date. She's chosen to place her precious time in anything but a potential relationship. Instead, she spends her time focusing on her passions. She has big dreams and doesn't want anybody to stand in the way of them. She wears the title class president, most likely to succeed, valedictorian, captain of her sports team, anything but a girlfriend. Her mom is probably admitted to losing sleep over her daughter's lack of dating experience and worries that she will never truly open up to anybody. To put it simply, the independent feels more comfortable pursuing her dreams than pursuing
1: a relationship. She takes pride in the fact that she doesn't need a guy to make her happy, but don't let her outer exterior fool you. Deep down, the independent desires to be loved. However, she fears that it might mean opening herself up to the potential for rejection. She tends to build walls towards relationships, and it's difficult for her to let someone in to see the truth of who she really is, flaws and all. Even in her walk with the Lord, she's used to doing it on her own. She's begun to rely so much on her own abilities and strength, which makes it difficult for her to feel close to Him. Intimacy and vulnerability are just as intimidating in a relationship with Jesus as they are in a relationship with the potential for love.
0: So there are several tendencies that truly mark an independent. First up, the independent typically feels intimidated by intimacy, so
1: she builds up walls to protect herself. Secondly, she easily disqualifies potential relationships. This means that she can basically find any reason not to be with somebody and runs away from the idea immediately. Next up, she's developed an underlying pride around her singleness. Basically, she kind
0: of owns the fact and loves the fact that she doesn't need anybody else to make her happy.
1: Next is that she tends to choose her ambitions over a relationship. This really means that she just wants to pursue her career and her purpose and her dreams before a relationship.
0: Next up, the independent is really good at numbing the pain of loneliness. Deep down, she'd probably never want to admit it, but she really does desire a relationship at the end of the day. But that loneliness that she
1: feels in the in-between, she just chooses to ignore it and keep pushing on. And lastly, she sees needing a relationship as a weakness. And this is a big one for the independent. She typically just doesn't want to ever admit that she needs somebody, that somebody can make her happy. She just wants to be fine on her own and can do her own thing. So those are several of the tendencies that mark an
0: independent. We have such an amazing conversation ahead. You are going to love hearing from Jana. So let's talk all about the independent.
1: Hello, Jenna. We are so excited to be talking to you today.
2: Well, hello. I'm so glad to be here. This is such an honor to join you guys. Are you excited to talk about boys? Absolutely. Always. <laughs> is this your favorite topic? It's not, but yeah. I'm glad to be talking
0: about it. We're putting you outside of your comfort zone on this one. For sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it's going to be amazing.
1: Okay, so to start it all off, we want to know your type of guy, like Your dream us, boy, yes. dream boy. I want to picture,
0: like, I want to be able to see him in my head and feel like I know him. Maybe a little bit
1: about his heart. Yes, too. yes, all of it. That dream guy for sure. Looks yes.
2: for sure. Looks at heart. Okay, so if you can picture Roman Yosi, he's a hockey player for okay. Nashville. He's played for okay. the Predators. Start there. Yeah,
0: Google him so right now. For who aren't into sports, okay, so give us a little more.
2: You know, I like guys that are like lean, probably lean. on the smaller type. None of the like the bigger teddy bears, wow. but like lean, sportsy, athletic. Lean, okay. Yeah. You know, lean um, and sportsy doesn't usually go together, does it? Or what do like muscly, but not too muscly. You know, okay. like I, I had a crush on Tim Tebow for a long time. But he's muscly. But he's maybe too muscly. Okay. Like, what's that going to turn into when he's 60? We don't know. True. don't know. True. So like a little, yeah, muscly, but not too much. Okay. And got to have good eyes, good smile it's important Um, obviously like heart wise he's got to love Jesus that's like a a deal breaker if he's not running hard Um, but also like guys I think like kindness is so important we love kindness yes guys that are just (laughs) sweet Um, I love guys that are adventurous and fun I yes. think like boring guys I just can't can't do that if he's not a good conversationalist like you're gonna be talking to somebody the rest of your life yes. you gotta yes. be
0: able to talk you're the queen of fun you need somebody who's down for fun always thank you yes I gotta feel like gotta guy. be like a good gamer like in like ping pong yes. <laughs> right. Yes. are you a good ping
2: pong player I love ping She's pong really we, good we have a table at our office so a lot of times we'll eat lunch really quick and then play and i work with mostly guys so we just you gotta be good And yeah, I, so Whoa. that's the thing I love like guy stuff I like sports I love watching football so he's gotta be more dude than me which is hard sometimes in nashville these hipster guys can't oh, do it. You're sorry. basically every guy's dream girl, though. Like the girl
1: who likes sports and football and, and is good at ping pong. Yeah, yeah we can we can play win and win. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> wow, this can you is picture? Exciting, kind of. Yes, we can picture.
0: Yes, him. I picture him. I see him in my head. I will be on the lookout for him as well. Thank you. Yes, yes thank you. I've
2: <laughs> been on the lookout for a while. So if you find him, let me know. <laughs>
0: we'll let you know. Okay. So we want to jump into and hear a little bit about your dating history. So tell us a little. bit Bit about what that's looked like in your past? Yeah,
2: dating history. So I feel like I'm I've, God's protected my heart a lot. I'm pretty mm-hmm. fortunate in that I've never been in love and I've never had my heart broken. Oh, um, my I dated a few guys kind of off and on in high school, college, and and after that, um, but really never anything like super long term. And I'm thankful for that. I yeah. kind of tend to jump in pretty head first. I think mm-hmm. with with people, and I think I would be a hot mess if I got my heart broken. So. Um, never had like a super mm. serious long term boyfriend, but I'm actually very grateful for that. Um, yeah. I would love for the first guy that I say I love you to to be my husband, which mm. would be really sweet. I love that. Tell
1: us about your singleness. Like, how are you as an independent in your
2: singleness? What's it feel like? What's your day to day? You know, singleness is a funny thing. It. There there's seasons where it's so easy and it's awesome and it's fun and it feels like the biggest gift where I can do the things God has given me to do. I can mm-hmm. run hard. I can fulfill the dreams and passions. I feel like he's kind of laid on my heart. And then there's some seasons where it's really hard and, you know, it's difficult. It feels like all of life, especially kind of in the the church community, is built around families. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just feel like you're kind of the odd man out with Mm -hmm. everything. And um, I don't know what dictates those seasons. I don't know why sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard. I don't know if the enemy likes to come after you in certain seasons, Um, but Mm -hmm. it kind of it's always a roller coaster with singleness. I I think majority of the time I see it as a gift. Um, It is, you know, you think about The Bible, if you ask people to, hey, name two people in the Bible, probably first two names, you're going to hear Jesus, Son of God, and Paul, the greatest missionary that ever existed, both of who were single. And it really is this ability to just singularly focus on God and and Mm -hmm. what he's doing, what he's called you to do. Um, And I see that as a gift Mm -hmm. a lot of the times
0: yeah I love that. It's so cool. I think that we often, especially as like young women, we see singleness as like the bane of our existence, mm-hmm. the worst thing ever, and just as a a time of waiting until the next thing and so even for you, like when have been some moments in your life, like maybe when you've been frustrated with God, like Lord. Everybody around
2: me is getting married, having
0: families, like, and I'm so frustrated. Maybe share some of that.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, in, in college and right after, I didn't really want a long-term relationship. I was, felt like I was just having fun, doing what God kind of called me to do. But then as I started getting older, all my friends started getting married, started having kids, people younger than me. I mean, it kind of felt like God was giving this really sweet gift to everybody but me. And Mm. I didn't feel like I was disobedient in ways, you know, just kind of like, okay, God, why? Like, I believe the verse that says he withholds no good thing from those who love him. So I'm like, okay, if you're withholding this, then there's a reason and your plans are perfect. And his timeline is so rarely our own. So, you know, if I say, hey, I would love to be married at 30 and now I'm 32. It doesn't mean he's a bad God and it doesn't mean he forgot about me. But I think sometimes the world can kind of trick you into thinking that, that everybody else gets to have this thing that just he's left out and he's forgotten about me. Um, the reality is he's not forgotten. You know, it's, it's easy to think of God. Sometimes he, he's both father and king. And it's easy to think of him as this king, this, this ruler, he's authority, um, but he's also our father. And you think yeah. about good dads, you know, they love to give their kids good gifts and they don't yeah. forget about them. You know, they, they don't just leave them in the corner. Um, so sometimes I have to kind of remind myself of that, that he is good if I get married tomorrow and he's good if I'm 90 and a cat lady and never have <laughs> dated. He's the same yeah. good God.
1: It's yeah. so good. That's so true of his character mm-hmm. and he knows your desires. Okay. I want to know. A little bit. I mean, you sound like you are chasing after your dreams and doing really, truly living out what God has called you to do, which is like so powerful and so cool. So many people are coming to know Jesus because of you and the way you're ministering to their lives, which is just like, that's amazing. Um, But I want to know, like as an independent, as you're chasing after these dreams, as you're chasing after your purpose, do you ever wonder if there's going to be a guy out there who can withstand that, who can be right by you and chase them by your side strong enough to do that as
2: well? Oh, that's a great question. Yes, for sure. I think that's often a concern or a thought I have. I don't want a guy unless he's running harder after Jesus than I am. I want to be able to trust him spiritually. Um, I want him to just be madly in love with Jesus way before he's madly in love with me. And that's hard. You know, sometimes yeah. when, you're, when you're in ministry, you feel like God's kind of given you something to run after and to chase after. Um, and, you know, I've even had guys at church just say, hey, you're a little too intimidating. And, mm. you know, it's like, how do you swallow that? What does that mean? I don't want to lessen myself for a guy. Um, I don't want to step down from what I feel like he's called me to do. So that's definitely been a thought. I think I find some comfort in looking at some of my other friends who are married that are strong, independent women who are running after the Lord, and they have found guys that um, are are just as strong, if not stronger, that they complement each other. And, you know, at the end of the day, the only way I I want to be married is if we can be stronger together for the kingdom, then we could be apart. And if he's not Mm going to be running after God, if he can't keep up with kind of the dreams that God's given me, um, there's really not a purpose to to being married besides selfish ones for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So cool. So true.
0: And it's so funny, like I so relate as a fellow independent. Yeah. that There are just (laughs) those days where I seriously want to look around and go, all right, Lord. Where are they at? Like, where Mm -hmm. are these guys at that are, you know, chasing after the Lord or doing big things? And as like, I've gotten the same thing of people just saying, you're intimidating Mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't know what to do with you. and, (laughs) And that can be scary. But tell me a little bit about, I think, what something that you just model so well is not just sitting around and just waiting for that. Like, I feel like you are so content in where God has you and you've never let that stop you from like chasing after what God has called you to do. And so like, even just share with us a little bit about that. And like those days when you're discouraged, like what is it that keeps you going and keeps you like chasing after the here and now and what God has for you?
2: Yeah. You know, at the the end of the day, it comes back to perspective that why did God place us here on earth? Why was I born? What is my purpose? And I think it's so easy to get our eyes off that into lesser things Mm -hmm. that may be parts of your purpose, but the main purpose, like why did God um, birth me? Why, you know, am I still breathing? And at the end of the day, it's it's not about my love story. It's about the greatest love story ever written. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that, that God sent his son to die on the cross so that I could have this Rom-com love story. Mm -hmm. He 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 is allowing me to still breathe and live and like run after him because there's people who don't know him and it sounds Mm kind of harsh. Sometimes I'm like, you know, while we're doing this podcast, 1,800 people will die not knowing the Lord, Mm -hmm. and if I get distracted off that, that my mission is that people need to hear Jesus, and I'm obsessing over boys instead. It just feels like the biggest waste and. I, I just, those days where I kind of start looking inwardly and selfishly and thinking, well, I deserve this and I want this and I feel lonely and I want to be comfortable. Um, I feel like the Lord just kind of lifts my chin and is just like, Jana, this isn't about you. That it's about His name and His glory and His purpose. And I don't want to be on my deathbed one day regretting just time that was wasted running after guys. And marriage is a beautiful thing and it is a gift um, that I hope for one day, but that's not why I'm on earth to be married. You know, our. Our jobs are to look at things that are eternal and biblically, marriage isn't eternal. There's not mm. marriage in heaven. So w- sometimes we can kind of rise above that and say, okay, what what am I here for? And what does yeah. God have for me to do?
0: Yeah, that's so good. And that's I love that because I think it's so our heart behind all of this that we're doing, behind the quiz, behind the book, behind everything that yeah. like, you know, it's not bad to have this desire to want a love, and to be in a relationship, but we cannot let that distract us from like what God is calling us to. And even if, and if, if a love story down the road is like in our plan, the plan that God has for us, like we will be far better for that. If in this time, like we are chasing hard after what God has for us, because it's so true. Like you and I talk about this sometime that like, if like crazy things were to happen, like if somebody needed to go, what did you say the other day? If like four people were going to be allowed into, I think I ran, I ran like to go and preach the gospel, like who's going to go? It's going to be single people, like yep. single yeah. people, because married people have other responsibilities and things mm-hmm. to do. And so I love just that, that vision of cherishing this and like really running hard in your time as like being single and keeping that just so at the center of everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. I want to ask you kind of a raw, vulnerable question. Yes. You, <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I want to know, cause it sounds like you're so ambitious, so obviously passionate about God's calling in your life. But do you ever struggle just feeling lonely, like because you don't have somebody like I know a lot of independents out there um, deep down probably do. They might be able to say on the surface that God's doing big things through them and he he is. But below the surface, they struggle with a lot of loneliness and just feeling alone. What does that look like in your life?
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, I think people would be lying if they said they never felt that, Um, especially, you know, around holidays when everybody's kind of with their their spouses or significant others. Um, It definitely gets lonely. And, you know, sometimes... I think one of the hard things is you have to be so intentional when you're single. You don't have just like an automatic somebody to get to hang out with all the time. So anytime I want to go to dinner or go hang out with my friends or go on vacation, I really have to be intentional about planning that, especially because most of my friends are married with kids. And that's hard. It just gets weary sometimes of just really trying to Um, rise above it and never feel lonely but Mm -hmm. the good news is we're not lonely we're not alone like we literally Mm -hmm. have the spirit of God inside of us and um, Mm -hmm. also I think people forget to lean on their community that Mm -hmm. just to be real and tell them when it hurts and I sometimes roll my eyes at just the whole singleness conversation because I feel like it can very quickly turn to people being bitter and angry yeah. and resentful. And so I I think I've shied away from talking about it a lot. That's good, yes. um, but to your people that you can trust, I was literally like crying to one of my best friends about this on Saturday morning, and mm-hmm. she teared up. She's been married for like 13 years, has three kids, mm-hmm. and she said, I've never thought about it like this. You don't talk about it much, and I bet it's devastating. And mm-hmm. seeing her tears, I realized like sometimes I keep – this hidden that, you know, one of my very best friends doesn't even know uh, a struggle that I have. Yeah. So it's, it's good to, I think, be vulnerable about it and, and use moments when it's hard and just talk about it. Um, yeah. It's going to be hard. That's part of life. Like it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But trust God, trust your people and see how they provide. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: good. So good. So good. I love that. Okay. So as an independent, one of the things too is that it's often hard to let people in. I think especially doing being single for so long, you kind of just get really used to like life on your own. And do you ever fear that like you won't be ready for that or like you won't be able to truly let somebody in to see you because you've kind of done this for so long on your own?
2: Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I think when you're younger, it's really easy to adjust your life and people jump into marriage at 22 and it's really not that big a deal because you're you're not, you're just stepping into adulthood. You're kind of figuring out who you are. And, you know, being 32, it's like I've really kind of set in my ways and I have rhythms and I have the way I do things um, from serious, like important things all the way down to like how I do the dishes and clean my house. And I've I've often worried, like, if I do get married, what is that going to do to who I am? And what is that going to do to the dreams and the passions I have? And, yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a, a worry. But I'm like, if it's of the Lord, you know, he is. He has been faithful to speak really clearly every big thing in my life. And mm-hmm. I think when God speaks something clearly, there's so much like comfort and trust there. Say, like, hey, the little things are going to work themselves out because God spoke this. And so I just trust him. Like if he's going to speak it, then it's going to be a good thing. And the yeah. little details will work themselves out. Yeah, that's good. Do you talk to the Lord much about your dating life? No, I really don't. <laughs> I, I think there's seasons where I do, but... No, it's, um, most of the time it's more about my own heart and the posture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if I start feeling Good. bitterness creeping in or resentment or jealousy, um, mm. it's more like God, you know, align my heart with yours, lock my eyes on you. Like, let me care about the things you care about. Yeah. Um, I very rarely, I think I've prayed for a future husband. If I do, it's kind of, I pray that he's running after you. I pray he's being mentored by strong men. Yeah. I pray that he's in the word daily. Um, but that's not a, a promise that we're giving. I think a mm-hmm. lot of times we mistake promises that aren't in the Bible, that God has never promised me a spouse. And so I want to spend my prayer time more talking to promises that he has given and things that he's put on my heart more than a maybe what if. Mm -hmm. And I hope it happens, but I don't think he's going to withhold it from me because I haven't prayed for my future husband. And Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I know a lot of women who do, and I love that, but Mm -hmm. I, I honestly don't a ton. So you're yeah. telling us you don't have a journal full of
1: <laughs> your prayers and you don't – do you pin your wedding? No, none of them. I haven't it thought it. about <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, man, Jana, I would die laughing if I
2: secretly found your Pinterest wedding board. I would love it. That would, if I it. Did. That would be
1: amazing. Maybe it's a secret board and we should start looking though. Yeah.
2: You can. If you find it, let me know because yeah. I didn't create it.
1: I, I didn't love, create it. <laughs> I love what you said earlier, though, about um, – even when I ask, like, do you talk about your dating life, you're like, the only time that I really mention it is when, like, negative feelings get in the way. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel jealous or envious or... And secure, whatever it is, and talking to the Lord about that. I think that's so good and probably something that the independent often is fearful of doing or lacks because they just are like, no, I'm independent. Like, yes. I'm stronger than yeah. this. And they push through it. And that really is letting the enemy's voice, like, win. And they're listening to it too often. they probably gotten even used to listening to it. Yes. And so do you have to remind yourself of, like, God's truth? of it? Do you remind yourself of that, like, daily regularly
2: yes you do you have to always remind yourself of god's truths and i think one of the I have a funny story actually from where I learned to kind of like oh I need to be a little more upfront about this area of my life. Yeah. Um. Probably five or six years ago, I had a friend that we were in like a practical joke war. I love practical jokes and I do it
0: like pranks. Yes, like pranks. They're okay. so fun. And oh so my goodness. we
2: um that. we kind of been back and forth. And she had told me that there was a guy that she'd met at this like homeless ministry she was involved in. <laughs> and she said, Hey, I don't know him super well, but I really think y'all would click. And so I was like, Yeah, you know why not? I was just in one of those seasons like I would love to meet. So we exchange numbers, blah, 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 end up setting up a dinner at Burger Up. And I get there. He's cute. He's like tall, dark, and handsome. I'm like, okay, you know, initially. Mm-hmm. And about a minute in, he starts acting real weird. He starts like staring at the ceiling and just being really strange, like cussing about his family. It's just a weird guy. No so we start way. ordering, and I'm like, hey, what are you going to get? And he's like, I don't know. As long as you get something cheap, we're going to be fine. <laughs> and just <laughs> really <laughs> interesting dude. Ever. Worst date ever. And so then he starts like all these things that I love. Like I, I love the nations and missions. And he starts like bashing that uh, America's helping overseas. And I love animals, and he tells me he kicks his dog, and it's literally like an hour of he the did, worst. He, his dog. <laughs> he did. He was, it was the worst possible day you out. can imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just wasn't a kind guy. So finally, he survived like 45, 50 minutes of it. He goes to the bathroom, and he's gone like 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm like, I hope he left. I'll pay the bill. It's totally fine. I just want to get out of this. <laughs> and finally, the waiter comes and brings me a note from my friend that this had all been a setup, that she uh, hired um, an no. actor off Craigslist. And no. prepped him on everything that I love, like who I was, and told him to be as mean as he could to me without actually making me cry on this date. Oh amazing, my amazing prank. Yeah, um, kind a blind so date good. gone horribly wrong. But when I, I started thinking about it a little much, I was like, Ooh, this subject's a little too raw, like Maybe this hit too close to home. And it ended up being, you know, all of our friends were laughing about mm-hmm. it. And then when I tried to tell people, like, hey, this actually might be hard, no one understood because yeah. I hadn't been vulnerable with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of my friends coming up and saying, we didn't know this was hard for you. You seemed great with being single. You've never talked about it. We don't see you date a lot. You're just running after God. We kind of thought you wanted to be. We definitely didn't know this was a raw spot for you. Yeah. Even my friend who did the prank, she felt so bad because she was like, we just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that made me realize, oh, I think I need to be a little more real about what's hard mm-hmm. and what my feelings are. And even to my friends, you know, who are married, who haven't been single in years, um, just because they're not single doesn't mean they can't understand and doesn't yeah. mean yeah. they don't want to walk with me. Um, yeah. Just like I care about their marriage and their kids. And um, you don't have to be in the same season to share things. Yeah. So yeah. learn it's that so good. lesson the hard way, but it's a good one.
1: Yeah, That's So good. I'm also just dying that you can find these guys on Craigslist. Oh, yeah, yeah. She,
2: she literally put an ad that was like looking for an actor around twenty five, and amazing. she showed oh me some goodness. of the responses that were really interesting. Um, <laughs> but she she picked a cute guy. But that's hilarious! <laughs> yeah. What a
0: good friend in an interesting way. I'm into that. I'm into yes. that. It was good. It was epic. I think that's really good though to say because I I feel like independents really struggle with vulnerability and oftentimes I'm just see it as a weakness and you would rather just like cover up those parts that you know you're even you are kind of ashamed of of like gosh at the end of the day. I really still desire this. And yeah. so I think like letting your friends in on that and letting like your true circle of trust to see that is so good because I find in my own life, like when I'm willing to be intimate and like intimately close with the people around me, it just grows my intimacy with the Lord, yes. which I think is just so good. And it's, it's just such a primer for God to be able to do more and work more when we have hard truths with ourself about like the condition of our heart and what we're really feeling. And so mm-hmm. I love even just hearing that, that it's hard, but it's so, so good at the end of the day to be able to do that.
2: So. Yeah, Mac, you hit on such a good truth that if... You know, I rarely notice my lack of like romantic intimacy if my intimacy with a father and then my relational intimacy with my community um, is yeah. strong. And yeah. I think a lot of the times people start really feeling the lack of whether it be romantic or sexual intimacy because they don't have it in places they're supposed yeah. to have it. And mm-hmm. our hearts were wired for intimacy, yes, but sometimes we settle for such a false version of it. And it really is so much easier to just say, hey, I'm running after God because um, my intimacy needs are being met in other ways. And I love that you said that. I think yeah. that's a truth. I've learned over the past, you know, 12 years or whatever, that has been pretty life changing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's so good. So good. Okay,
0: I want to know if you could give encouragement, which you can't give encouragement because we're talking to the (laughs) independents right here right now. What would you say like even maybe encouragement that you needed five or six years ago? Like what encouragement would you give specifically to women out there who are
2: like you and are these strong independent women? I would tell them you're, you're not missing anything that you're not, you didn't miss the boat. Like you didn't miss one moment at a grocery store with the meat cue at the guy. Um, (laughs) You're not missing the Lord, you know, that his plans are perfect and he has purpose and everything he's doing. And that just because culturally it's happening around you, I think it's really hard here in the South. Um, women just get married really young here. Mm-hmm. And and the rest of the country and the rest of the world, that's not the norm. So they can, can start to feel like, oh, I'm being left out of something. Everybody's gotten on the ship that has sailed and I'm left on the shore. Um, it's just not true that... Um, God's purposes for you are perfect and his timelines are so rarely what we think they should be or what we want them to be, um, but they're Mm -hmm. perfect. Never once have I looked back in my life, I'm like, man, God, you missed that one. He doesn't miss things and he's not missing them. And I think I would love to encourage them to just lock their eyes on him and the Mm -hmm. dreams that he has given them. And it's okay that they're not Um, like other people in the ways that that they might feel like they should be Um, because god's given them a higher purpose like he's created you to be an independent woman and you Mm -hmm. are a mighty warrior for the kingdom and you're running after god and people will be in eternity because of you and you don't Mm -hmm. have to just you know be sad or lament that you're not married because god's called you to big things and you're not left Mm -hmm. out you're not the only one um he's good and and you're doing good just keep running after him yeah So good. I'm so inspired.
1: (laughs) All the independents are bringing thousands of women closer to Jesus, and there's no better, more purposeful thing to do. Let's go. So good. So good. Single forever. Single forever. Relationships can be good with the right guy who's pushing you on. You said something so good. What did you say about the guy who is – you need a guy who's going to further the kingdom with you. Mm -hmm. more than anything else. Yes, absolutely. Love it. Okay. So we're asking this question to all of our types and it's the last and final question. We just want you to pour your every last bit of wisdom onto these. No pressure. (laughs) Yes. No pressure. But how are you preparing for your future love story right here and right now? What are you doing? It could be Tangible, it could be intangible. But what are you doing in these moments to prepare for what God has for you in the future? That's
2: a great question. I I think right now, what I'm trying to lock my eyes on the Lord, so that I can be as complete of a person as I can be with Him. That I can be a woman of God that is locked in with Him. That my soul is anchored, so no matter the waves that come. Um, I can be complete in Christ. And I think only when I'm complete in Christ can I properly compliment somebody else. Mm. So I don't want to put all my hope and dreams and desires in, in someone else when I really need to be. I think if, I, if I'm ever going to be a wife, um, I think I could be the best wife if I'm really locked in with Jesus. So yeah. I think I, the best way I can prepare for a future love story is just really dive into Jesus and read his word and pray and run after him yeah. and figure out the dreams that he's given to me. And then if I meet a guy who he's given that same dreams to, um, that will be beautiful and that will be amazing. I think the love story will be even sweeter after that.
0: Yeah, Um, Because
2: at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's not about my love story. It's about him. And I really want um, just to be the best woman of God I can be so I can be maybe one day a, a wife or whatever he has for me. So good
1: yes amen 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 amen.
2: (laughs) well Janet, thank you so much for sharing thank you so much for having me this has been so much fun thank you girls for just talking about this it's an important subject and i can't wait to see what god's gonna do with this
0: you are the best this was so fun we need to do it again thank you for listening to today's episode of for the girl if you want to know more about discovering your dating personality or the How to Prepare for Your Future Love Story book, go to slash for the girl.
1: If you're in college and looking for a Christ centered community on your campus, go to slash delight chapters to join or start a delight chapter on your campus.
0: Special thanks to our executive producer, Sam Gidley, for making this episode happen and for listening to all things for the girl. See you next
1: week.